This is Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee. My character is Xanatari. She's a good-aligned Kalishtar war priest. I'm Daniel. This symbol is renowned for being associated with the Rod of Orcus, the artifact that I'm after. I'm Eric. My, my name is, is Cesar. I was a, a slave worker for the uh, undead armies of Thay for 75 years. And I'm Tinzian. Shall we start this over again? <laughs> One of the beauties of D&D. Can't end the story. Goes anywhere you want it. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Florian. And after a month, I, Tinzian, have digressed to just being a static icon on the Skype screen. Good to know. And this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, July 25th, and this is episode 152. Two. Two. In a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Grey Area Podcast. Now, the song you just heard was a little, uh, a little something that was written by my friend Johnny Feisty from the TV Co-Pilot Podcast, but has since gone on to have a new show called Sleeping with Johnny Feisty, and here's the description for that. The podcast helps you magnify and maximize your human endless essence by harnessing the magic power of sounds in your conscious sleeping state. In other words, it's Johnny making funny noises trying to put you to sleep, but it's pretty funny. So you should check him out. Pretty awesome. Uh, Johnny Feisty, songwriter extraordinaire. All right, now, several weeks ago from our break, some things happened, and frankly, I don't even remember what they are. So, Dungeon Master, you are a go. So, there was that issue with a bunch of ponies uh, arriving at the castle and mugging Princess Celestia. And, uh, oh wait, sorry. It's summer break. Wow, wait. Hang on. Okay, good. After a month. We're just going to break this down here. Um, The Shadows attacked the Kalashtar home city. And pretty much uh, a bunch of crap happened. Great. Great. That's the description. No, no. The, the, That's the, the Dungeon Master's official description. A bunch of crap happened. You heard it here, people. No, that, that is that is the, the tagline, the headline to drag you in to read the article that I shall now uh, now do. Um, Carl, who, again, Florian has graced us with his uh, presence again for another evening, and we appreciate that, uh, has taken um, the opportunity to travel from his home and has wound up in the Kalashtar homeland. While there, uh, a couple odd things have been happening, and he has uh, come under notice and some degree of pushback from the Keeper of Memories. Uh, these are the this is the guy who essentially controls the overall process of storing and maintaining the memories of the Hive Collective, and. Upon arrival in town, uh, he made his presence known, very interestingly, to Genesee, who is somewhat standoffish, standoffish from him, and Cesar, who has become a regular drinking buddy. I'll they... tell you this story. Hmm? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I just beat a rat. Hmm. I'll get through this thing sometime. Did you want to chip in, Zenithari? No. Nope. Thank you. No, I'm good. Thanks. Okay. Um... There was a slight revision, and I'm, I'm going to go more into spoiler than I probably would, uh, but it's been so long. Uh, Carl has 
a special gift, and uh, the extent of that gift um, has yet to be fully understood and known. But there were some magic runes that were keeping the shadows and forces of darkness and so forth, essentially the enemies of the Kalashtar, at bay and away from uh, the city. There was a revision or uh, some sort of modification to those runes by Carl, by his presence. And this was enough to open a slight crack that uh, the in the defenses which the shadows were able to make use of, and they launched an attack. Carl uh, and Cesar were the first ones to encounter this at the inn, and since throughout the course of trying to get Carl back into uh, some sort of mental shape, snap him to, um, Xanatari punched him out after Carl was attempting to punch himself out, realizing that something is going on. Now, it is not that Carl is superpowered or his overall character has changed. It was just enough that they were able to come in with enough illusion and enough uh, sort of blatancy, le- uh, bleeding latent, latent magic that they were able to affect what the party was seeing and the people around them. As we pick up from the group, Carl is on the ground. And by the way, Carl, what I meant in the last episode regarding snapping two is uh, it seemed that your abilities had hypermagnified or something along those lines and were brought to bear. This is more just snapping back to Carl as you've written in your documentation and, and storyline. So essentially, you're just kind of going back to the status quo that you were at when you first started, okay? All right. Um, so where we're at, uh, Carl, on the ground. Cesar, I believe, uh, had rejoined Xanatari, or was in that area instead of hiding, and Xanatari was standing over Cesar. Sorry, over uh, Carl. As far as what you see, the inn is restored, and the remainder of the townspeople that were uh, appeared to be dead are starting to come to. They look like they've been drained a little bit, as if uh, therefore their life forces were used in a way to charge the attack. Does anybody have any questions? Uh, a little bit. Okay. Like what you're saying out of character is that. Uh, Carl has these abilities that somehow weakened our defenses, allowed this bad stuff to come in and try to attack us, yes? Carl Carl had the um, Carl's got this weird thing where sometimes reality, he likes reality to favor himself instead of um, what reality sort of should toss out at him on a given day. Right. So he has these weird cases where things can happen. Um, they're not always quite understood, and it was just enough of a modification to the defenses that it didn't bring the defenses down, but it opened up a weakness that the Kalashtar hitherto were not aware of. Okay, so it wasn't like he himself created all these bad situations, he just provided an opening for something else to come in and do so. Yeah, it's not... Not to use the um, the character comparison 
poorly, but it's sort of like the Rick Moranis Keymaster type deal okay. from the Ghostbusters movie where um, he showed up. His natural interactions, he's interacting with Kalishtar, honestly, but what happens around him sometimes kind of goes a little miss. So if you were to do a detect alignment on him or something like that, he's not bad. He's not doing this out of maliciousness. It's not that he's an agent of shadow, mm -hmm. but it's sort of like giving a, I don't want to use the term child, but sort of like giving a child a very loaded um, sense of reality. That's why I was confused, because he didn't seem pleased by the outcome of what was happening either. So if he was altering reality to suit his whim, it didn't seem like this was something he chose, having everyone die and poisoned, etc. So that no, he. No, he he was off having a beer, and the shadow was able to get in enough influence into the area that they were able to launch in. Okay. So it is not that uh, suddenly he's swirling with shadow energy or, you know, undead or something along those lines. He's He's a nexus for things, but not a hurricane or tornado of things. Okay. Would, would that be accurate, Carl? Oh yes, he's more like um, like a, a child walking into a um, surgery room with his clothes all filthy and just wanting to help. <laughs> Pass some <laughs> some what's to the the doctor. <laughs> and for clarification's sake, uh, Carl is a half orc. Um, but your characters would have some degree of knowledge, even though they have encountered only marauding orcs to this point in time, there would be some knowledge that you would have picked up somewhere along the line. Um, especially from the hive mind, uh, Zenitari, okay. that there are some tribes of orcs that are not, uh, necessarily evil. They're not, you know, startlingly, uh, clear and good or whatever the word is, but, um, but there's at least some non-evil tribes out there. Okay. But clearly from, um, I think you had rolled a really nice bluff, or not bluff, but uh, insight roll before we left. Um, Carl does not seem like he has been a member of an orc horde or tribe, but there's clearly some orc influence there, aside from just racial looks. Okay. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Cesar, any questions from you? Nope. Okay. Uh, anything from you, Carl? Nope. Okay. Well, after a month, and thank you for everyone for your patience. Uh, we've had a bunch of real life things going on, a couple of vacations. We're going to try and get some uh, more standard, steady recording time here soon, but there may be another couple weeks that. Uh, pass here and there, so uh, please bear with us. So, uh, I've kind of set the scene, and let's go with Cesar. Alright, so I think what he'll do is, having been pretty intimidated by the inn, and now it, that it seems to be normal again, I think he'll head over towards the inn to try to confirm that physically, just, you know, uh, maybe go in or, you know, take a look at the outside, make sure everything is back to normal as it seems to be. Okay. Um, are you doing anything as you walk up to the inn? Just looking up at the, the facade that was kind of 
okay. subconsciously menacing and you know, just trying to get a, a good sense of, of it and looking okay. around. Um, there are no obvious signs that it's going to suddenly stand up and eat you anymore. Okay. There is a hole in one of the window panes from where your bolt shot through. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it appears to be solid, firmly in the foundation, as if it never tried to move. So it's not like the earth is cracked around it or anything. Okay. Um, seems quite stable. The smell is exactly as you remember it before you went and had your beer. Mm-hmm. Um, where you were uh, sitting or standing, I forget which it was, within. Sitting? There's um, pictures of, there's mugs of spilled beer. And pretty much just about everybody in there that is kind of groggily coming to um, has managed to spill their beer, but there's no um, odor that seems out of place. Okay. The bartender is kind of grabbing at at the top of the bar and trying to haul himself up, but beyond that, um, not much is going on. The people outside are also kind of coming through. There's not an overall panic within the bar. But clearly, um, people are a little bit distressed. So when when things went back to normal, I guess I should have asked this before. Um, did it happen instantly? As soon as um, Carl went down, right? It just like flicked back to yeah. It was kind of like when he was striking himself, and there'd be sort of these shots, shot images for a moment of normalcy. Um, um and um, and when um. So, like, the people outside that weren't, like, presumed dead, the people that came to, you know, uh, attend to this weirdness, like, are they still there? Do they seem to be confused as to what happened? Uh, are they just not there anymore? Or what's, what's going on with them? There's about a third of the group that was there. Um, okay. Essentially, the people that were, uh, came along with Xanatari and you, Actually, sorry, Xanatari from the Temple of Memories because you were already with Carl. It looks like the other ones were there either to draw in as a ruse or possibly as a target if they went um, undead. The spacing between would seem to indicate that if one of them looked like they were going to turn – this is, again, out of character, but we'll base it into in character somehow. Um, there would probably be like a real person – standing next to a shadow image that might suddenly have something happen, causing another person to attack it, and by doing so, the blade would have gone through the mirage and into an actual Kalashtar. So there was some attempt to spill blood, whether that would have an effect of boosting the power of the shadows or not. Okay. Um, remains unclear. But there's now about a third of them. Okay. Of interesting note, though, the um, the ashy kind of images that you were seeing, the imprints on the ground, Xanatari, mm-hmm. those are still there. Okay. And we have been joined by our co-GM. Uh, you will hear the purring for those of you in the chat channel. Those of you in the recording, you're missing out. So uh, join us for the chat channel. Um, from what I can tell, because we're being asked in the chat room, uh, I'm hearing everything fine, so I do not know, I do not believe that there is an issue with us. What is the, uh, oddness? 
Tushar believes is asking if there's an audio issue with the stream or uh, is it just I'm asking the chat. Pausing for station identification. Well, it takes it's a delay. It is a delay, so we'll take a second. Don't then be singing again. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Florian has a song. Come on, Florian. You're leaving me hanging. You don't have to. You trust it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not hearing anything else odd, so go ahead. Okay. Um. So, yeah. So the shadowy, um, whatever that ashy figure thing is, uh, they're still there. Okay. Clearly, though, um, and I should note, and I, I won't make you roll for this, um, you haven't gone crazy. <laughs> okay, good. You I'm are, you definitely know that something happened, but you intrinsically and emphatically know that you are back in the real world. Now, given that the Time Tower and all the other weirdness you guys go through, take whatever credence that is, but... Uh, Essentially, you know, you're back. Okay? Okay. Cesar, anything else that you want to do before moving on? So, I mean, the people that are remaining, the real people, um, are, are they seem to be aware that something had just happened, or are we the only people that... Yeah, um, they're aware that something happened. They're not quite sure what's going on. But they are treating it as an actual event or crisis. Okay. Um, they're going around trying to help the people up. There's a lot of healing magic that's going up, trying to um, get some energy back into these people. Of You can almost feel magic in the air as somewhere in the city, additional runes are being um, inscribed somewhere or some upon somewhere or something. Um, and the magic of magic defensive level of the city is starting to magnify as if, okay, you've now found this, the shadows found this exploit. They're now trying to cover that hole. So it won't happen again. Um, the keeper of memories is there. He is trying to direct people as clearly as possible. Okay. Sanitary. You stand over the fallen form of Carl. Okay. Uh, as Xanatari, would I be able to assess what's happened here, or would I still be blaming this on Carl? Like, is there any indication of anything that... Um, I mean, I've seen Carl, but have I seen him punching himself out, or does it look like to me that I was punching him at the time? Uh, one question. I believe you were in angelic form, correct? Yes. Okay. In angelic form, um, as this thing happens, you realize that there is the transition. You are hyper-focused on Carl, but you are not detecting a source that you would expect to find given past interactions with deities or monsters or so forth. It doesn't seem that he is the central point of this attack, but you do feel some weirdness in the area around you. You did see him, um, even though you were focused on trying to land your blows, you do believe strongly that you did see him try to punch himself out a couple times. 
Okay, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt then and be concerned. And, uh, I guess try to to wake him up. Um, you know, kind of do the whole, like, gentle slough on the face, like, checking his eyes, you know, kind of like seeing if I can get him to, to wake up. Do you have the summon water spell at uh, your beck and call? I absolutely or? do. I will summon a glass of water <laughs> and dump that on his head. <laughs> the only time that spell's ever been useful, Florian! <laughs> what? Whoa. Is everybody fine? Did you, did you defeat it? He looks up at Sedentary and blinks a few times. Uh, she would reach down with a hand... Like offering him a hand up to see if he can stand. Uh, he takes her hand and staggers to his feet and, and pets his clothes. And she would say, just look around. Everything seems to be okay now. These people that we thought were dead are right here. This this building is different. What happened? I don't know. So this was a real? This wasn't just the, the beer? Sometimes this things happens when <laughs> I drink beer. <laughs> She'd be like, uh, no, I didn't have anything to drink, and I definitely saw it. And I think that your face probably remembers that it was real. I'm guessing you don't feel so well right now. Ooh, he touches his face, uh, looks at his fingers, touches his face again, rubs it. Ouch. Yeah. No, my face is not the best right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see what I have. might be helpful here. All right. Uh Go ahead. By the way, since you're in um, angelic form still, since you haven't pulled that down, I'm going to give you um, the benefit of a doubt with the uh, the range grasp, having grasped his hand and stuff and okay. pulling him up. Um, his alignment is coming across as either neutral or something positive towards, leaning towards good, but there is definitely not an evil either on him or um, piggybacking, so he's oh. not like possessed. Okay, excellent. I'm going to do a holy cleansing on him. It's a burst five. It's a minor action. I shouldn't have to roll four. Um, you are an ally in the burst, so you would I would channel healing energy into myself or then into you. Um, you would make a saving throw with a plus five power bonus against each effect if you have any. And in addition, you will be healed from any kind of diseases or, you know, drunkenness or whatever is happening there. And you would... Uh, you would uh, lose no hit points for the healing surge. It's basically like you can take a healing surge right now instead of having to go back and rest. And you might be less hungover as a side effect. Okay. So should I roll the healing at a saving throw? Um, no, in this case, I don't think so. But you, you can decide if there's anything that you want taken off. Uh, let's just say that um, his face and his head general uh, hurts less and his head's a little bit cleared and he shakes his head again and looks at there so and this all wasn't real wired uh, still a bird and glowing Zantari <laughs> uh, would laugh at his description of the angelic form as being a giant bird and uh I guess take a look around and assess if there's any further danger. If there's no further danger visible, she's going to just drop it and go back to herself. Your healing surge, by the way, because it was of the range, managed to permeate inside and outside of the inn because you're that close. 
So you actually uh, wound up healing um, because they're considered allies. You wound up doing a mega heal on the townspeople and removing some of the, removing some of that uh, um, grogginess or uh, drained state from them. Um, they're all not like back up on their feet and dancing, but give them a little boost in the right direction. Okay, nice. So yeah, she would drop her angelic form and return to normal. And now you're not a bird anymore. <laughs> How did you make this? <laughs> uh, and she would just kind of smile at him and just uh, say, it's better for fighting. Oh, and it's better. C- can you teach me to do this? I don't think so. Are you a... Uh, you know, are you a, a cleric? Do you have a holy symbol? Do you are you a a, a battle a battle cleric? He looks down at his robes. Um, seems to um, takes his hand. Uh, seems to search for something inside his robes. Uh, pulls it out a little bit. You may uh, spot something or not, and he lets us drop. And no, no, that's not holy. Uh, I don't think so. I don't know what I am. I'm Carl, as far as I know. Can she see the thing that he's holding? I guess it's entirely up to up to Carl. I mean, is it like visible while you're you kind of holding it in your hand? You open your hand a little bit. Is it something that she can see quickly while your hand's opening? Mm, I don't think so. It's uh, he took a brief a brief look at his while still inside his hand, realized what this is and. Uh, uh, stuffed it back really, really quickly. So you might uh, have a glinder in it, but not a clear look. Okay. Um, <laughs> Planetary would smile again in his description of himself as as Carl and say, "What? What do you have? What's? What is your necklace?" Oh, that's something I uh, made. It's it's a memory and not a pleasant one. I'd rather not show it to you. Or anyone. It's to remind me that sometimes, well, stuff like this happens when I drink beer. Uh, maybe you should wear it on the outside of your shirt. A <laughs> 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 better reminder. <laughs> Ooh, I'll have to think about this. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Zantari would turn to Cesar and see where he is because she'd be concerned about him too. You think you saw him slip into the uh, in shortly after the uh, scene went back to normal. Okay, she would go towards the inn. Okay. Uh, you would see likewise that he did, and um, you reach the door with complete safety. Okay. And uh, he's just in there. Last time I saw him, he was looking at the facade to see if it was like menacing, and then he kind of went in. Is that the deal? Mm-hmm. Okay. She's going to go inside and take a look. Okay. Um, Cesar, you hear the door uh, creak open, and there you go. So uh, you're you're around, Cesar. Okay. Everything uh, seems to be fine in here, as far as I can tell. Uh, everybody, you know, coming to. Uh, I don't see any major uh, injuries, and in the the. Uh, the building seems as it was. Oh, by the way, Cesar, um, I think you took a sample of, of beer. Did I? I think maybe I did. Yeah, I did. Um, if you happen upon that test tube again, it okay. is blacker than night. 
Oh, cool. And seems to almost sort of, as you hold it, um, the substance inside seems to try to press towards you. Hmm. To cool. fill up whatever the glass it can. So I hope you put a good stopper on there. I believe I did. I pride myself on my stopper. Okay. <laughs> Why does that sound dirty? Anyway. Probably because it is. By the way, I, I'm not able to see uh, chat within Skype, so um, if there's anything you need to reach me for, I'm apparently not able to see that. <laughs> uh, um, no, uh, Dark One, Matthew has just joined us in chat, and he should not be on here because he has his own show, which is happening right now, so I'm just hmm? demanding to know why he's here and not being rude. I'm hmm? also waiting for uh, Florian's cam, which is going to load up in a minute. Mm. So, uh, Cesar, you mm. see her walk in. She's obviously... Doesn't appear to have um, Carl's brain splattered on her glove uh, <laughs> McKill shot, or there's not the smell of wafting burning flesh from outside. Anything you want to do, or? Um, say, um, well, uh, uh, you were uh, able to end that rather quickly. It's uh, rare for us. It's not always that easy. If you mean by that, the terrible living house, or do you mean that as in discussion with Carl? I suppose both, but <laughs> I was referring to the former. Hmm, yes, that was very strange and disturbing. I can't, I still don't understand how that ended, or really how it began. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure that we will find out unless we physically dig into that guy's brain. I think it's related. Must be. Hmm. Sounds dangerous. Yeah. At this point, Carl might uh, wander into the end and stand behind you. <laughs> Zanatari, not noticing that Carl's behind her, would say, uh... <laughs> so... That guy's such a loser! <laughs> that guy's dangerous! He should never go with anyone! No, she won't say that. Um, I guess you'd just say, like, I'm not sure what to think about him. All of this for a beer? What would happen if he decided to, you know, build a fire? I'm not sure that it's it's related to the beer. I mean, I guess that's when it all started, but um, I I don't know. Uh, it's confusing, to say the least. I've never really run into anything like this before. Xenotar <laughs> uh, would say... I just wanted to come here and get rid of these memories and leave as quickly as possible. This is not a pleasant experience, uh, being the strange newcomer in a place that I grew up. This whole yeah, I... thing is now, now uh, stamped on us, where now the collective memory will always remember us as the people who came and the crazy house came alive. <laughs> this is not good. Yeah, I, I could tell you weren't exactly looking forward to this, uh this uh, journey. Uh, is, did you see, the, you know, foresee this happening? Uh, no. Like, oh, I didn't want to go home. I, I, an inn might come alive and try to <laughs> eat people. It's got to be such a hassle. Well, interesting adventures seem to follow us wherever we go, so I guess I assumed that there would be something, but I, I kind of hoped that when we went through the gate of the city that, you know, we might have some peace for a few days before getting on the road again to experience a more strange and a 
odd events. Well, tough luck. Yeah. You have to have one place in the world that you can consider safe. And I thought it was here, but clearly I'm wrong. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. At this moment, Carl goes, oh, sorry, miss, I heard you want to get rid of memories. How so? <laughs> Oh man. Xanatari would turn around startled that Carl is behind her and just say, um, yes, don't you what do you know about the Kalashtar? You've lived here for a few years. Is this strange to you? Uh, um I know that the Kalashtar can have um can share thoughts and and feelings, but you said you would get rid of like your memories like you don't want them anymore? Uh, no, I'll still have them. I just want to make sure everyone else has them, too. Just in case something should happen, you never know. Oh, alright. That's good, then. Why? Does this, uh... Does the idea of losing your memories concern you? Yes, because something... Some, um... Times I seem to have things that I don't recall, so... I... Um... Couldn't imagine why somebody wants to lose memories. While I struggle to gain them back. Hmm. Are you sure that there are memories that you want to remember? Sometimes there's things that happen that it's better to forget. I don't know. I sometimes uh, I thought for a long time that there is, uh, like I said, another Carl in my head that does things that I that does the things I don't remember. But right now I'm not too sure about it. I try to. When I tried to hit the this house, uh, as it was was all evil and angry and demonic, I tried to to hit this other car inside me because I thought that he something was was possible. But when I hit him, I also hit me. So I'm not too sure what's going on there. If if there's another car inside me or something, I have some thoughts that are so deep inside my head that I can can reach them. When I try to reach them. I wish I could help you, but the uh, Temple of Memories is really the best place that I know to find out answers, and if they haven't been able to help you in two years, I'm not qualified to try. Oh, they, they haven't tried. I tried to um, uh, wander inside there and ask them, and every time they told me, oh, please get out, That's, that's not, uh, this is a place not for, for someone that's not of the Kalashtar. And I don't understand why. I had it had all these markings and strange roots outside, and it told me they are to keep bad people and bad things out. But I'm not bad, so I wandered in and asked uh, if they could uh, look inside my head. Hmm. And then they sent me out again. Well, the uh, the memory I don't know what is he called, Tinsy, and the guy who is in charge of the entire temple. What, he's not the master, the artisan. What what is the word that you would like to? Keeper of memories or something along The Archkeeper of memories, whatever. Her. Okay, the Archkeeper of memories, Todd, is standing over there in the corner, and uh, I'm going to have to go back with him soon to the temple, so uh, although you cannot come into the temple, maybe you'd like to talk to Todd now, because he's not inside the temple. Oh, that seems like a good idea. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, as you guys exit, uh, I'm presuming you're going to exit the end to go look for Todd. Yes. For Of Memories. Fine. 
Um, he looks up from where he's directing people, and you see sort of a uh, whatever that one-armed bandit thing is um, for gambling. His facial expressions kind of go through a whole bunch of different changes <laughs> before he seems to pause and settle on something. With a great kind of sigh, he um, starts to march forward with somewhat of a grin. You might take it as a grin, but he starts to march uh, firmly and quickly towards uh, you, Xanatari, but more so it looks like he's going to intercept uh, Carl first. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I will let him intercept Carl, because I'm very curious to see what that will involve. Okay. Um, Todd, Keeper of Memories, formerly some other name that was some other title, uh, stops in front of you, Carl, and kind of looks you up and down, and he's kind of reading his expression. He's surprised he's going to do this, but he actually reaches out and takes his hands and puts on both sides of your shoulders, sort of kind of clasps you on the shoulders, and you hear him say in a kind of a quiet voice, thank you, you've done the Kalashtar a great service. Carl would have a very uh, surprised expression and then say, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> what did um, I do? There's been some alterations to the city and we thought that we were secure but you you found somehow you being here caused something to change and it brought about a weakness in the city and we cannot have that but now we instead of just looking inward have realized that you as an outsider a very strange outsider um, could have insight that would help us. And it was rude of us to treat you so he kind of mutters something and then nods to himself and says in a stronger voice, we've treated you poorly. <laughs> <clears throat> Two years he's been standing here waiting in line. My goodness, Todd Archdruid of Memories. Is that in character or out of character? Um, actually in character, but I don't want to interrupt him. I want to let him finish first. Okay. Um, he sort of leaves that and sees Anatari about to say something, which I presume is what you've just said. Yes. You get a long, deep, uh, deep sigh out of the keeper and he just kind of shrugs his shoulders and goes yes I I guess that's okay <laughs> I guess it's okay for the Kalashtar to admit that we were not in the right here and I will take responsibility for that Carl uh, shook his head and say, "Oh no, you were very friendly to me. You let me train with the acolytes. You gave me food. You gave me something to do. It was all very fine. But I just wanted to, um, while you're looking 
inside of the city would you uh, like inside my head too like i always wanted to because i sometimes think there was something funny going on and the miss over there uh, and, sh and she's a hero i know she's a hero said that you can do this now so would you do this for me he nods and you can clearly see that he is not comfortable being in the wrong or it's not a very frequent thing um but he's trying extremely extremely hard to actually be humble in this case but he nods at you but looks um at Xanatari first and then looks at Cesar and then back to Xanatari and says but before we attend to you Carl uh <laughs> i believe Xanatari is um here with a purpose of her own and uh Sanitari, would you like us to begin the process for you Sanitari leans back crosses her arms and like he can go first if he wants to okay oh i've waited for two years uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh matter. i see how it is all right she'll go with uh archdruid todd of disappointment okay um, Todd, uh, walks alongside you, side all of you, and starts to point out where different new runes are carving themselves into the rock cliff and into buildings. And seems to be doing a walking tour of areas, um, as he's going by, he's going, you know, down this alley, we found something, something. Down this one, we found a weakness. Um, but as he gets closer and closer to the uh, Tower of Memories, it's almost sort of like a source of strength for him. He gets uh, more normal. He's a little less tired. He just seems to be proud of the accomplishments of the Kalish Tar, but not in a way where he starts to maybe walk away from the tower or try to lead Carl away. And in fact, when he opens the door, he just kind of pushes it in and walks in and makes no attempt to stop either Cesar or Carl. Yeah. is going to speak up before he does that. Okay. Uh, Archdruid of Memories Todd, last time we were here, you said that having Carl in disrupted the runes around this temple and that it made it an unsafe place. I need more information about that, or else Carl has to stay outside, because having the runes disrupted is a bad thing right this minute. Okay. Um, he sort of opens the door, and as you say this, he, he, he pauses and steps back outside and considers. The original intent of the runes is to protect the city and all within from the darkness and our enemies. What happened was, is he took an older language that we did not fully understand in terms of uh, the runes of our four forebears. They, they started a long time ago. He brought them into a more modern context. It's the same spell, but new. How did Carl rewrite the runes in this city when he doesn't know runes? Not sure. 
he this is probably something that we need to when as we look into his head and try to decide this but um judging from sometimes his reactions to thing he probably walked in saw it as a temple and saw some sort of importance and his interpretation of the importance of this place was somehow to make these runes something that um, we are actually able to uh, modify and add to. Okay, well then you're saying it's safe now. We are saying that what we have here we should be able to see if there is an issue, we are not detecting corruption, and we are not corrupt detecting any sort of issues within the memory stores or the archives. And you've also told me, or at least we've heard from Carl, I believe that we've heard that sometimes people seem to remember things a little differently when Carl's around, as example, trees, etc. So my concern is that we're about to essentially, like... Uh, disseminate all the memories in my mind to the Kalishtar, what if Carl has alters them in some way, or feels concern for me if it upsets me and decides to change them, or somehow affects this process. And as much as I know I'm willing to hang out with Carl later, maybe having him here while this process is happening, I- I'm asking for an advantage, because I see a lot of disadvantages. He kind of reaches up and takes two fingers and taps the side of his uh, nose and and winks at you. And he goes, yes, we sort of figured um, that was going to be the case. So what we were planning was um, we were going to place your memories into a sealed crystal. And much like a fine wine, um, allow them to brew and be studied. Because we have certain things from the last time before you left, uh, we have ways of checking to see if there is continuity. We expect an adventurer like you has been through much. Uh, we can see that on the fringe, but um, we, again, are not detecting a corruption. And these crystals that we're using are so old that I don't think that their structure could be modified well then the question is why am i here because i could have given a crystal to uh and to corvus dallas ages ago and saved myself the trip we usually like to have the memories go directly into the hive mind in this case it is a matter of feeling the strong connection with the Kalishtar coming back we know that you will probably depart again but there is something to the homecoming that adds all those little touches of color that seem to be overlooked while going through an experience that the subconscious has picked up. But given what has happened here, we feel that perhaps we should go and be a bit safer all the same the safer path. If you wish him to stay outside, that is um, your call. Zentar is going to turn to Cesar for a second opinion. I would, uh, I mean, I'd I'd trust Todd here. He's, you know, been doing this a long time, and 
I mean, it's it's your head, but I, I don't I don't. This is all kind of foreign to me anyway. Uh, this uh, Carl Carl guy here has got something going on way beyond my understanding, and this whole shared memory thing is. Uh, I'm just a human. Uh, we don't do that. <laughs> uh, that's what books are for. So uh, you know, uh, you, you you do what you feel comfortable with. Mm. Sanitar knows she has to get it over with, but she's annoyed by this whole crystal scenario, which has now drug her and says her back here, where she didn't really feel like going, so that this can be saved for a later date and then suddenly disseminate throughout the entire mind when she's not there. So the next time she comes back, it's super awkward. Mm. He he. Todd looks at you and goes, uh, "Super awkward." <laughs> It's like uh, it's like when you do something, um, like when you tell someone a secret, right? Something really intimate and and special, and you and you walk out of a party and then like go to get some beer or something. She says, and this this is her translation to the Kalashtar, right? Okay, it's like when you tell someone a, a very important secret and you go out to get some mulberry wine because you want to come back and share it with the with the festivities that you have, and you return and then you. And you have it in your hand, you're ready to share it with your friends, and everyone's looking at you, and they're looking at you in a very strange way, and you realize that they know, everyone knows what it is that you told that one person that you didn't want everyone to know, because it's sort of, like, you know, personal and strange. And now they all know it, and they're looking at you in a different way than they saw you before. And it hits you all of a sudden unexpectedly as you walk through the door. And the sensation isn't pleasant. He nods slowly at you. And you can tell it takes him a couple minutes to process because you've been outside of the community. Mm-hmm. And he asks you, then, what would you propose to that? Because you you are a font of experience in adventure, but um, I can, I think, well, I don't really understand you, but if there is concern, um, we can, we can probably do something. <laughs> I guess her point is that she came there thinking that this would be an instantaneous thing. She was expecting it and then walk out and then it would just be that way. It's like if you tell everyone in the room your secret, it's not as big a shock and upset as if they find out without you knowing and then you come back in to unexpectedly face the fact that everyone knows. I guess she's just nervous about the response for all the things that they've done because they've been through so many adventures, they've seen so many dark gods, they've made some questionable choices. And I guess she's just like uh, a- hmm. anticipating, or you know, just like I don't know, um, just worried about the reaction that might occur collectively. He folds his arms, nods again, kind of scratches at his nose, uh, the top of his nose, and tries to look at you in sort of not a grandfatherly way, but in an understanding way. You are unique because you've left the community. There have been others that have done so, and they have come back with knowledge and adventure. Your place as a hero is quite clear. You don't strike me as the villain, so whatever darkness may be there is something but 
you you are, you are of interest to the community. You 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 bear these things, and I think the fact that you are coming back to share with the community speaks the highest of any of your actions. She's not worried about his judgment. She's just uh, concerned if the Kalashar are going to kick us out, it'd be best to know now while we're here. We're prepared to leave rather than coming back expecting refuge and finding out that we're not welcome. <laughs> he, he's got a very deep belly laugh, and you you find that his stress level has finally kind of cracked. And he laughs, and he nods, and he chuckles, and he goes, No. You are family. You are one of us. You have obviously adopted, any points to Cesar, uh, this gentleman, as part of your extended travel family. Um, you've had an interesting experience with Carl here, as have we all. Um, no, we, we have had others that perhaps in hindsight we are not so eager to have around our table, but they are still welcome within the city. We are far too few for the shadows to allow us to randomly kick people out. What may be there is something that will, of course, be studied and researched and reviewed, and you may encounter questions when you come back, but more of an educational sort, scholastic sort, than a... Uh, confinement to a brig or a prison. We we don't anticipate that. I don't think that you would have come back if there was something so dread and foul and we would at least ask ahead of time. Alright, let's get it done with and then you can fix Carl because I'm eager to see what's in his head. Okay. Um, do you let Carl go in or do you hold him, do you ask him to stay outside? Well, considering that he feels that uh, this crystal is going to negate any effects that might be there from Carl, and I know that he's probably nervous about whatever's going to happen to him, I will let him come, but he needs to stay at a distance. Okay. Uh, Cesar, do you join them, or do you go back to try and find another beer? Um, I think he'll wait outside. This is kind of weird for him. It's not. Okay. It, there's not enough moving parts in the brain uh, okay. for him to really be comfortable being involved with the tinkering, but I think he'll he'll wait nearby in case something else goes down. Okay. Um, Zenitari, as you walk in, uh, you realize that you hear the sound of bells from the top of the tower. You have heard these bells many, many, many times. In fact, uh, in the past, they used to just sort of blend into the background. These are the memory bells. And they sound whenever a Kalashtar returns to um, bring news. It's sort of the hear ye, hear ye of things. But it's cause for at least a moment of celebration. Kind of reminds the Kalashtar that they're still in existence. Um, all of the doors that you pass through remain open. None slam shut behind you. Nothing, including while Carl is walking along behind you, you can hear him hasn't uh, suddenly morphed or chained, and you're not feeling that you are being deceived by an illusion or mental attack. Okay. You are, however, led um, away from the main room after going up uh, a, a series of levels 
to a side room that has um, a number of large kind of bluish green crystals mm-hmm. that are uh, set into wall al- alcoves. Okay. And it's kind of this whole cylindrical room um, is covered top to bottom with these alcoves. Uh, you would know of this place as being sort of uh, a central repository. This is the place where if um, the Kalashtar were lost, hopefully this would be something that would be found. It's kind of like a, a, a library of sorts. Okay. A little Fortress of Solitude slash Sankara Stone. Yeah. Kind of like that. Uh, you are directed towards a table and on the table are three separate stones none of them have any color at this point in time okay but um they've got different shapes or you know whatever they they just kind of look different and he asks you to um pick your crystal and your color okay she's going to pick whatever one appeals to her the most as she initially looks at them Probably the one to the left, grab it, and then color. She would kind of look questioningly at him. Mm-hmm. Um, what color do you wish to uh, impart to the crystal? Orange. Okay. Um, as you do so, a light, similar to the one that you find in Bert, just kind of sparks, uh, like someone struck a match. And deep in the heart of the crystal, this light starts to expand and expand until the crystal in your hand is some manner of orange that is what you had picked. Okay. Uh, You are asked to concentrate for a bit on the crystal. The um, crystal is suddenly feeling very, sort of like an extension of your hand. You feel that, um, you know, if you put the crystal down, you are putting part of yourself down. Anyway. Um, it feels for a moment that uh, you are in two places at once, but it's not a paranoia-inducing thing or a vertigo. It's just there feels like there's you, and what you're holding in your hand is also you. The uh, Keeper of Memories, um, the... Um, Keeper memory, Todd, whatever, uh, nods in satisfaction and motions you to place the crystal down um, on the table. And he goes, well, that was quite simple, wasn't it? That's it? That that was it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay. Wow. Zanatari would be completely surprised that it was so painless and instantaneous and uh, feel silly for being so... Uh, Concerned about the process. Um, he does kind of clap his hands in uh, satisfaction, and he kind of leans in a little bit and goes, um, that stone that you have that floats, do you mind taking it out? Oh, Bert, she would say, and pull the uh, pull him out. Mm-hmm. Circle around above her head. Mm-hmm. Um, he studies it... Uh, he studies it for a moment with curiousness, uh, and it kind of, kind of goes to a bit more of a sense of awe, look of awe, before he just smiles and kind of nods and goes, 
I somewhat see why this was uh, pretty simple for you. Um, this stone has uh, an attunement to you as well. So I, I can see why your, uh, your memories traveled so freely. Uh, what did you uh, call Bert as his final designation? What do you mean? As far as what he is. It's a semi, it's an intelligent ion stone. It's an ion stone. That was the final call. He, he's, it's, it's an ion stone, but it's not behaving like a standard ion stone, but the, the basic premise of it is that's what it is. Okay. Okay. So Zemtari steps back, done with her memory exchange, feeling pretty good about that, and, uh, turns to Carl. Kind of gestures him to step up because he's been back there hanging out for a while. Okay. And with that, take us out, Sanatari. Ah, spoilers for next time. All right. Thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4dishonor.com. Find us on iTunes, deathd4. Or you can find us on Twitter, which we're actually using more than we were before, which is, again, at deathd4. Uh, please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast, uh, interviews with developers and various other talks about gaming news at genesee.com and stay tuned for next week where we will continue our adventure hey thank you